The Greenhouse Effect is a weekly podcast hosted by youth pastor Avery Bowman. This podcast is for teens and their parents. Our goal is to encourage, support, and strengthen the home. Contrary to popular belief, one can survive in this present culture while maintaining a personal relationship with Jesus. Join us each week as we learn from God's Word. Here is your host, Avery Bowman. Here we are in week number three of our podcast and episode number three. And this week we're going to be talking about casting down imaginations. And we've been on this journey of controlling the spiritual climate in our lives and in the lives of our children. And last week we talked about knowing that our enemy is alive and well and who he is and what his intentions are and that he's a shyster and that he doesn't have good intentions whatsoever. And this week I wanted to get into this idea of imaginations. Have you ever thought about what you would do if somebody handed you $3 million? Think about that for a second. Close your eyes and think about how you would spend $3 million if somebody gave that to you. I know in my mind, I'm blowing money like crazy, just spending it hand over foot, um, just spending money. More than I could ever honestly probably need or use, but I'm just spending it and I'm buying things I don't need. But I think about some kids that have imaginary friends, perhaps, that get them through a rough time in their life. But here's what I know about imaginations that aren't they aren't real, but they are more the more you ponder them and meditate on them, the more real that they become. You say, where are you going with this? Well, in Second Corinthians chapter 10, in verse number three through five, it says this. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In verse number three, we see right again there the existence of the spiritual battle that we're all in. We've talked about this. We discussed this. In verse number four, he explains further that our weapons also must be spiritual. He is literally saying here that the attack will be against our spirit. So the initial result of a successful attack from Satan will be a broken, hurt, closed, and angry spirit. So then, th- then this will shift our attitude, and that is the first thing that goes south in a spiritual attack, is our attitude. And our attitude is something that people can see. It's something that people can sense. It's something that people can feel. And it's something that we as individuals, ourselves can feel. And if Satan can twist our spirit towards the key relationships in our life, or even towards God, then everything else will follow. And if you think about that in your own personal life, there's been so many different times where Satan attacks. And he doesn't, he doesn't just come right out in the open and attack, but he'll put little subtle thoughts. And then you'll think about and you'll ponder those thoughts, and then you'll, you'll fix your attention on those thoughts. And then those thoughts turn into actions and those actions will affect your attitude and they and then you'll get carried away and everything is affected 
based upon an initial thought. But here's what I know, that Satan is extremely good at twisting our spirit towards the key relationship in our life. The battle truly is won or lost in our spirit. Again, this is why it is so crucial as parents or leaders in the home, why we cannot neglect our spiritual well-being and just think that everything will fall into place in the lives of our children. You see, our children need a godly example to look up to. They need somebody to um, live out a salvation in front of them, to exemplify Christ, to, to live out the joy of the Lord in front of them on a daily basis. In verse 5, Paul gets into the word imaginations. Think about that word for a second. What does that word mean to you when you think about the word imagination? You know, he specifically says imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God must be, he says these two words, cast down. This is where the rubber hits the road. And and in this instance of imaginations, on one hand, there's the absolute truth of the reality of the situation. And on the other hand, there is an imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So what Satan would have you to imagine to mislead your spirit, attitude, that will eventually come out in your actions. So if these imaginations must be cast down, they can only be coming from one source, our enemy, whose true desire is to exalt himself against the knowledge of God in our life. You see, Satan only has one intention. He only has one desire, and that is to exalt himself against the knowledge of God in our life. God is absolute truth, and and his word is absolute truth. And Satan wants nothing to do with that. He wants to go in opposition of that. He wants to add confusion. He wants to get into key relationships and make you doubt whether somebody truly loves you or cares for you or has your best interest in mind. But this passage gives us clear indication that Satan and his messengers use the battleground of imaginations to work against the truth and the knowledge of God in our lives. So obviously, the spiritual battlefield will be a lot easier for us to understand and identify if Satan would come right out in the open and identify these things and tell us, hey, this is Satan, and I'm about to mess with your mind. But we know that's not how Satan operates, and that's not what he does. He's subtle. He's discreet. He's quiet when it comes to these things. What does he do then? He comes to us as our old nature. And this is where this is where the power is. Our old nature has been crucified with Christ. He comes to us in first person and he implants these imaginations that run rampant in our hearts like wildfires. Satan loves when when we imagine a false reality and create false truths in our lives. And then we begin to respond to them and take those actions out on others in our daily life. Let me ask you, 
Have you ever been offended by somebody completely unintentionally? Typically, this happens when you said something that was taken out of context. But what happens here is that Satan plants an imagination into that individual's heart, and then the imagination exalts itself into the truth that was strangled away and in that person's life. You see, sometimes our intentions behind something that we say or something that we do might be pure. But if we're not careful, Satan will use that and he will allow that in somebody's life to get completely misinterpreted and then somebody can go and get the wrong interpretation and they'll draw a complete different conclusion and they'll get extremely hurt over a situation. A really good example here perhaps could be even with your own children and they might think that they can never please you. They might think that you're always on their case. These are imaginations that are planted in the moment, but then they begin to exalt themselves and they grow in theory until the teenager or child becomes angry, bitter, and now he begins or she begins to act out in harshness because of whatever the imagination is. But this can happen with our spouse where we begin to think in our own minds certain things about our spouse that we will never be good enough or that um, she will never be able to please them. And then our actions come out when reality, that's not the case. Even as parents, we can think that our teenagers or our children, they don't need us when they, as they get older, I guess this is just part of growing up and that we'll spend less time together. But the truth is, that your teenager needs you now more than they ever have. But once those imaginations are planted, they become a catalyst of all kinds of destructive family changes and loss of opportunities in our lives. It amazes me how we can imagine that someone is thinking something that someone meant or something or someone has impure motives or intentions, and then we give that imagination complete credibility as it has been validated entirely by fact. This is what these false imaginations do when they lift themselves up against God's truth. And all the while, the enemy is on the sideline laughing. Do you see how serious the battlefield of imagination is? Are you beginning to understand how subtle our enemy can be to mislead us into imagining certain things that are not true, that goes against the knowledge of God? Here's the problem with these false imaginations. The problem is that they lead to wrong actions and broken relationships. And we have to understand how subtle and discreet our enemy is. He is the father of lies. He will never tell the truth, ever. Every time he plants an imagination, it's false. Yet as we become aware of this and his tactics, you can begin to pause at its first arrival of lies. You can stop stop it right at the gate of your mind and say, Hey, Lord, before I run with this thought and before I accept this as truth, what is your knowledge on this situation? And many times in life, 
when you're truly searching for the Lord's honest truth in a situation, he will come through and deliver with the Holy Spirit, and he will give you truth. It goes back to what we've discussed in the first week and in the second week, is truly searching, understanding, asking the Lord to illuminate our minds and to make known the things in our life that God has for us in our lives. Take a moment and consider the most important relationships in your life. These are the relationships that the devil is the most interested in destroying. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy the relationship with your parents, with your family, with your kids, with your church, with your pastor, with your godly friendships. Imagination is the battleground, but the key relationships are the target that Satan uses. Ask yourself, what key relationships has the devil been planting lies in, and what areas have I been allowing imaginations to run away with those lies? I guarantee that things will come to your mind, and you will be able to consider those things in your life. I know so many different times when people consider a lot of different times, people just get busy. People might not answer a phone call because they're doing something. They might not respond to a text message because they're literally had to change a baby's diaper. They might not be able to do certain things because um, they're, they're just simply busy and they're doing things with their family. However, Satan will plant things in your mind if you allow him well, they don't love me. They don't care about me. They don't want anything to do with me. And the list goes on of the imaginations that Satan will plant in our minds. Think about the battlefield and the battleground of spiritual warfare in your life. Sincerely ask God for the truth in all of these key relationships in your life. Ask your wife, your husband, your mom, your dad, or your pastor, Is this thought that I've been feeling towards you and our relationship true? And I promise you, you'll be shocked at the amount of deception you could have easily swallowed as truth. And you'll be amazed at how your key relationships will be strengthened as you cast down imaginations that have exalted themselves against God's knowledge. We can't allow Satan a stronghold in our lives. So many times he has a stronghold in our lives and it's not by our intentionality. It's not because we've invited him in. Maybe we've simply overlooked some basics and haven't considered certain things in our life. And it's time to get back and consider the most important things that may be easy to look past. I'm praying for you today and I trust that God's working in your life and in your family's life. May God bless you all richly as you seek to grow personally, and as you seek to grow in your family's life. God bless you all. Have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review. The greatest trick Satan has ever pulled is convincing the world he does not exist. We have to live in light of the reality that he walks about seeking whom he may devour. He is alive and well today. Remember to work out your salvation today. May God bless you richly as you seek to walk with him.